Good afternoon, Jamie. Hello, Keith Thompson. How are you? Nice. I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, good, man. Just uh, dialing in my singing voice, and uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's sunny out. You know, I just talk about this goddamn weather. Mm-hmm. But you ever thought about getting a happy light for yourself? I have a happy light. But you do? You know, it's not near me. I put it on the other side of my office. It's like right somewhere over here. Oh, it's the little tiny thing on your table over there? Exactly. Exactly. Not really so, doing like, its job. Yeah, I put that. the happy. Nobody puts happy in the corner. So I should probably put happy on my desk. Uh, what have you been up to, man? Hmm? Well, this week uh, has was hack days for us at Shopify, which is... Uh, it's just like we get a, everybody in the company can come up with a project or go see projects other people come up with. You join a thing and you go work on it. Does it have to be like Shopify related or can it uh, be yeah, I mean, I de- a game? Well, it, right. So it's, it's your time to hack on something you wanted to work on, learn something new that you wanted to learn. Like it's under, this is the entire company too. So right, it's not just restricted to like devs. So there's, you know, gotta be a little bit of risk. Rest- stuff going on there. So there are a lot of people who join hack day projects that are like, Oh, I'm in consumer, um, or customer support. And these are problems that I run into. And I'm trying to get somebody to like mm. build something to, to fix this problem for me. Those sort of things. Were those things kind of, um, planned out in advance of the week or is it like the week is like, Hey, we're starting go. Uh, yeah. Find- you, once the, we announced the dates for the hack days, then our like project, or project uh like directory thing opens up for it and somebody can create a project for it state what they're trying to work on and then people can join the project and then once you're finished you record a video uh on your project and there's like a a feature to where you can like go and look at everybody's submissions it's everything people have worked on they're like little videos and you can be like hell yeah this definitely contributes to this core mission value of shopify you can like like, you can like and subscribe well ish Yeah, you you can you can basically say, like, this is definitely going to contribute to making great decisions quickly or something like whatever our core, you know, values Mm -hmm. are there. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good. So I helped out with a couple different ones. Uh, One of them, the the primary one that I worked on was Gail and I worked on this thing where we have a remote development environment that we do use. Mm -hmm. And so I connect to it over SSH and use NeoVim on the actual server. But uh, when I'm using my clipboard or like I'm visual block selecting and I want to yank stuff, I want it Mm -hmm. to yank to my Mac clipboard. Mm -hmm. And that kind of works because the team that manages our dev and our client environment wrote a like a tool called PB copy, which uh, it works like PB copy. Right. That's the idea. And what it does is it talks over a socket to to an agent running on your machine. And then it basically says like, hey. I, I got sent this text. Can you put it in the clipboard, please? Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, it can only handle like a very limited amount of text before it would just like the socket connection would break and you get an EOF error. So mm. that was problematic because I'm bad at Vim and I use like visual block mode in a huge way to copy gigantic amounts of text. And by gigantic, I mean like more than 12 kilobytes of text sometimes. And so I was like, dude, this is what I want to fix. Like, this would be the most impactful thing to my workload ever. And effectively every Vim user at Shopify. So uh, that's cool. Of course yeah. you, of course you would have chosen uh, some yak uh-huh. thing to work on. Exactly. But no, that sounds, that sounds so, 
So, I mean, what do you do? It. Just do you guys just break it up into multiple like. Uh, so what like we did socket, is so the way that it was originally working is it was just like reading uh, like four kilobytes at a time and then it would just kind of loop. But eventually mm-hmm. it would like the looping would somehow mm-hmm. rather break the socket connection. And so instead, what we did is when we send the message over to the agent, we just prepend it with the number of bytes that the message is going to be. And so mm-hmm. we just say, hey, read. And, and then we got a little fancy on it. And on the agent side, we calculate what is the largest freaking integer we could possibly read. Um, because otherwise, if it's more than that many bytes, it wouldn't matter, which is only 20 characters long, turns out, on a Mac. <laughs> um, but uh, so you, we go like, oh, OK, get the max byte length that you can you can manage. Uh, read that many um, yeah. bytes off of the messages coming in. Uh, then find the first non-digit character and everything before that is the byte size for the message uh, and then read explicitly that amount off of it. I think Gail ended up PB copying a file that was like 187,000 lines long at one point Wait, hold uh, up. just to test it. It's not code though, right? I, I mean, I, he he made it himself. He he oh, like okay, he okay, copied gotcha. like a, a giant markdown file and then he just pasted like 685 times like the entire yeah. file just, <laughs> so it was huge <laughs> and so it actually successfully copied it to his paste buffer which was amazing but then he like he was like okay and he tried to paste it back into vim and i terms like pasting and it had a little loading bar that i've never seen before in my entire life wow i was like i didn't even know this worked but here we go we, did it we, work though yeah, i mean we didn't let it finish it back. oh <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna take way too long but uh yeah i think it would have worked <laughs> that's awesome that's cool that sounds fine yeah so that was pretty neat it didn't really take us that long it, it ended up being a net negative lines of code uh so that was cool yeah mostly because we refactored the tool but we had to do it on both sides so we had to like do the cli side that is on our host machine and then we also had to rewrite some stuff on the server end what was um, it written in ruby uh yeah, because the the tooling is all written in Ruby for this stuff. A yeah. lot of the things that go into orchestrating yeah. our cloud environment, I think that's written in like Go and whatnot. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes but, sense. But yeah, that so that was fun. Worked on that, that and then fun. helped out with a different project that just needed some like Rails work that I originally bailed on because I thought there were going to be too many cooks in the kitchen because there are forty people signed up for this project. But turns out very Jeez. few of them were actually developers. So uh, there cool. actually were not too many cooks in the kitchen and the cooks that were there didn't have a ton of rails experience. Hmm. And you guys also shipped a rewrite of your front end last week. We did. You don't, you don't know that you, you don't, you don't know anything that happens in your own company. Do you? I'm, you know, I'm not allowed to talk about it. So I don't even learn it half the time. Mm. That's how it works out. Now, which, which thing are you talking about? <laughs> the hydrogen or whatever you call it, the front end mm-hmm. like store stuff yeah. was in react and now it's in remix. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was shipped. And they shipped our... it in like, I don't know, dude. They shipped it like pretty quick. And like, I, I imagine it was, was pretty impressive. In the, in the process for a while there. But yeah, yeah, Hydrogen is our toolkit for people to create their own front end for a Shopify back store. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have... The back end of it is called oxygen, I think, if you want to do like the headless thing. Mm. Because I don't, I don't, but what? Okay. It's, right. it's because of liquid. 
That's what ah! the, that's where it came from. Hydrogen and oxygen. Um, but that's that's where it came from. Toby. Yeah, he's clever dude. He, he also is the guy who wrote hydrogen names. originally, I think. So there's that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. We shipped a lot of things. So we actually shipped our editions, which is uh, we don't do a public like we don't do what would you call it like a an Apple announcement like here's all the things we've launched thing anymore. Well, Instead, you guys need a spaceship first. That's true. Which we I'm sure there's spaceship, yeah. which. Yeah. Since we stopped going to offices, we're probably not going to build the spaceship. Well, you could just purchase the uh, Toronto, the the Sky Needle, and just do it from there. Just True. Have that yeah, the Shopify. The, like, that, that's our spot. This is where we broadcast all the stuff from. It's yeah. this weather observatory. And then just, just write the word right. Shopify right down the, the Space Needle, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we that's launched editions, which is yeah. our twice yearly... Uh, it's basically a giant website that announces like, here's all the new stuff we've worked on. And so you can just go and check that out. Oh, that's cool. I wonder yeah. if that, that was part of that, I guess. Uh, I'm probably. sure it was mentioned in there because yeah. it talks about like developer tooling, APIs we have, actual stuff that merchants use, like things we fixed on the front end. It's Anything like Anything that you... Anything you worked on? Um, like- I mean, there's stuff in there about the sh- Shopify shipping. Not a lot. I will get a... Uh, I will have a pretty big, big to me anyway, big deal thing announced in the next one. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. At, so. That's the big thing you're working on. Yeah, um, yeah. You should rename, instead of calling it Shopify shipping, it should just go, it should just be shh. You mean like shipping? Like that? No, like it no, has to just, actually just shh. No, no. It's the SHSH thing, kind of like my yeah. THTH thing. T-H-T-H, yeah, I oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not sure that that'll go over, but I'll pitch it at the next one. Okay, next, yeah, next do it meeting. at your next uh, hackathon. Uh huh. Make a little. I just, um, my whole project is just rebranding our thing, so it's just <laughs> rebranding to. Dude, you're gonna get the most volunteers for that. Uh huh. They'll be like, "What is this even about?" <laughs> and I'll just, just shush him. Yep. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's wow. This nice. is productive. Yeah. <laughs> That's Glad pretty much been out. my that that was my week this week and then last week I worked on stuff I guess last week I I jumped through some more big corporate making projects move hurdles but mm. I learned some stuff to improve the process for everybody so that was a, a big thing. Shopify is corporate. I mean, yeah, it's big, so there are some hurdles <laughs> sometimes, but. All I had to do was talk to my boss's boss's boss to figure mm, out like, dude, bosses all the let's way. Let's just fix this. You know, let's hash this out. Mono, mono, you know, even <laughs> though it doesn't mean man to man, but, um, and yeah, so we sat down and he's like, I'm going to let you vent and then I'm going to tell you how my stance on this thing and then we'll figure something out. And I was like, sweet. So nice. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Um, yeah, I finished my Lego typewriter. So that's a big thing. Nice. That I did last week. Uh, now I miss playing with Lego. Uh, it's very relaxing. It's, it's Are you going to have to thing. buy new Legos? Yeah, my next one, yeah, my next one I think I'm going to get is the uh, the Atari. They make like an Atari game system. So. Does it actually have a like board that you can put in it to make it an it, Atari? It has an actual game, I think, that you can put in, but it doesn't actually play. Oh, see, that's you got to you got to see if you can fit like a Raspberry Pi in there to be an emulator. 
and then just oh. yeah, make an actual Lego Atari system. Yeah, this thing was like 11 bags. It was. It took me like, uh, I don't know. I did, I did go for like three hours on a Saturday. And then it took me like four, four more days besides that. But, uh, man, Legos. Anyway. Uh, man, I can't remember the last time I had three hours to do anything on a Saturday. Well, see, I didn't. I just told myself I had 30 minutes. Yada, yada, yada. Three hours. <laughs> nice. Okay. I should do that some more. Yeah. I like my whole family like went on a trip. Like they went to like Target and everything and came back. I had no idea. Um, what else did I? So I worked on uh, Tattoo a lot. Um, and by a lot, I mean um, mostly did the scheduling system. Nice. <laughs> so remember when I was like, oh, I'm almost done. Last time we chatted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. before Lego, though. It was before Lego, so there was, um, yeah, I got to take that into consideration. But, um, yeah, so I finished that. I just had to, like, do the updating and a bunch of, like, edge cases. And I was trying to get, oh, I had to also support, which I forgot about, but I had to support um, use uh, in participant time zone. So there's, like, a new feature where one one stand-up, can be fired in multiple different times, right? Oh, so it fires at 9 a.m. for everyone. For everyone, exactly. Um, and so I had to like group group people by time zone. Um, That's a cool feature though. Yeah, it was like a request. It's actually going to be hard. It's going to be harder than I thought because uh, right now when they get fired, they're getting treated as two separate meetings or three or whatever. So they have oh, to be okay. yeah, the main part of the whole thing, but I'll, I'll get to that. Um, so I had to support that. And, uh, and then I also designed, um, app home, like what I, what I'm going to work towards for, for the app home. And, um, it's going to be pretty cool, man. Like it, it's like, it uses a lot of like little tricks and, things to like make it actually look nice <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of just a and bunch of And this is what text. happens if you like click the app in the sidebar, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is like uh, the, the home page for your app. And so you can basically put, um, you know, it's where a lot of people put like their dashboard or their settings and things like that. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. So like all the meetings are going to go into there so you can go and review meetings and look at the meetings and, um, that's where like tasks are going to go and that's where like your connections to different services are going to go, things like that. Nice. So I designed all that. Uh, well, I designed the the dashboard only. So, um, with the goal of starting to work on it. And then the other thing I did was I worked on Juve side of things to kind of reduce the, what the controller is doing and the 1600 line controller, the 1600 line controller. Um, and so I did like, a I did something, um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. It has like, like now the request has like two different things. One's raw params and one's just params, which are like the normalized params. And so those are always have like your team ID or user ID, your channel ID, whatever platform is coming in mm-hmm. those three things. And maybe some more stuff will be there. And that's useful because I was just like, all the controllers were pulling out that information out of the raw params. Gotcha. 
And so that's kind of hidden now. And so that reduced it a bit. And uh, the next thing that's going to reduce it a lot, I didn't want to go any farther because the next thing is like the view template area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to like, yeah, I think a lot of stuff is going to be abstracted in that layer as well. So I didn't want to do any more in the controller layer right now. Um, so yeah, those are the things I worked on, man. Um, let me see if I'm missing anything else now. Nope. Nope. Oh, I got accepted to, uh, I'm going to Europe for the first time. Ooh, nice. Where are you speaking? Uh, Oslo, NBC, Oslo, Norway. And what? Wait, so M, what is it's called MVC? It's called NBC, NBC, NBC. Okay. Yeah. Something developer conference national. They have them like, uh, well, yeah. Well, last time I spoke at one was NDC Sydney. So that's the one I went to Australia. So they like, you know, I don't know how they get their money. I don't know who's behind it, (laughs) but they have them in, they have these big conferences and so nice. Now at this point, you're like a multiple time alum. So you think you're just a shoe in if you're like, oh, there's an NDC India and you're just like, screw it. I'm there, man. Well, the cool thing is I'm doing all Elixir. So I'm doing um, Elixir workshop too. So Ooh, cool. I'm excited to kind of like spread the elixir love. All right. What's the over under on people who have actually brought a computer to said workshop? Um, I, th- this is a much more <laughs> organized, a very, very organized. Dude, I, I got sent this, like, um, it was called like speaker.travel. Like that's the website. Nice. It's very bare bones. It looks like ass, but it's pretty cool because you search for your own, travel mm-hmm. and then they pay and for then it. you just hit like request and then they get like something and they're like okay and then they approve or deny and then get you that nice That's so it's cool. like yeah all the like headache kind of goes away so that is pretty, so pretty cool. cool i haven't used it yet but i was playing around dude flights are crazy 1500 bucks the headache will go away yeah how much like 1500 yikes yeah yeah so i'm excited for that that's in uh may like the end of may um what else is going on dude what else man uh i saw the call for speakers for beer city code is open yeah so, so you're gonna submit i i need to come up with a talk yeah but i i will probably submit RailsConf is also gonna open up soon i don't know that i have so i don't have it any like that's actual isn't it in like April? Yeah, maybe it has opened. Yeah, because I think it's in like April, like the beginning of April. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to come up with something. I think I've been kicking around this idea of a talk on like how to not suck at pairing. <laughs> mm. And uh, so maybe I'll put that into words in some way. I wouldn't use that as the title, but. <laughs> I mean, I figure that's that's probably the title. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you suck at pairing. It's so like let's, a, let's d- pairing for dummies, pairing for go. dummies. Uh-huh. Um, that's cool. I had, um, I had some interviews, uh, cause I'm looking, uh, nice. How did they go? I might, I might be looking for a jobby job. Oh, they went well. I'm actually this one company I'm interviewing with is like, I'm actually like really excited about them, which I don't know. I never thought I would be like excited to work you know, for somebody, but Dude, it's a pretty sweet company. I'm not gonna lie. And being, having worked for companies for a while now, it's kind of nice. 
Yeah. You'll get to actually just worry about developing and there will just be money that shows up at your door. Yeah. You know, and the at your door. At your door. Like a big say, check. Do you do I, Shopify sends you like a big check? It's one of the ways you can request your, uh, you know, pay. I have to, you know, deduct $5 for it each time or whatever. So they can right. it. But Right. Yeah, so just giant, what about, did you pay for the guy's time to come and deliver it? It's included. It's weird. Fo- it's photographer. It's, the, it's pretty cool. What is it? What is the publisher's clearinghouse just comes and brings yeah. me a big check every time. Right. Right. Uh, publisher's clearinghouse. <laughs> wow. Wow. For a 40 and over crowd, which is me. Um, it's fine. I'm 33 now, dude. I'm allowed to make these jokes. Yeah. But the reason I brought that up, because that company I was really excited about, I asked him about speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they have like, you know, they don't have like the Shopify. Uh, oh, where they're going to pay, pay you to speak? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, we give you, you know, like a learning budget. So maybe it would fall under that. Like, mm. uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't know. But. That's why I brought that up because yeah, I think the the Shopify approach is I think we get a bonus for speaking that is whatever the ticket price for the conference is, and then we <laughs> that's cool. But then we're just like all expenses paid to go to the thing. Yeah, so. that's cool, dude. That's pretty cool because then you I just go to all the expensive conferences. Yeah, I know. That's what I was like. I was like, mm, man, I got this thing. I really want to buy a three D printer. I got to go get myself accepted to a really yeah, expensive that's, conference. That's what I'm saying. Like, go to yeah. like Rails Conference. <laughs> NDC. There's some NDCs coming up. There you go. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. I don't have anything else, dude. Um, see if I have anything non-tech. Oh, so I took a new step in a weird nerdy journey this week, uh, which kind of spurns off of the whole 3D printer idea. So mm-hmm. I played uh, an alternative to Warhammer this mm-hmm. week. So like, okay. You know what Warhammer is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like, don't know what the alternative is. But. So the alternative, I mean, it's the same sort of game. It's it's a thing called One Page Rules, but it's basically oh. an alternative rule set to Warhammer. But you can bring whatever models you want for like miniatures. Specifically, they're like, literally, we renamed everything in Warhammer and we were, wrote rules so that they fit on the front and back of a sheet of paper. Uh, so you don't need like books and whatnot to like understand yeah. how to do this stuff. So Gail and I were like, we'll try it out. So we did like the starter version, which was like, I literally just cut circles of paper out and we just said like paper, we were moving around the table and dude, it's dope. It was very fun. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's time to get some models, baby. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why would I not buy a $500 3d printer so that I could play a board, you know, a tabletop game. I like uh, how you said, like, uh, I play this alternative, so you don't have to carry books and stuff. But now you're just going to go out and buy to, <laughs> 3D oh, yeah, printers. You, got, you to want make it to look cool, right? Yeah. Like, so the alternative, right? If, if I wanted to play, like, actual Warhammer, I would have to go buy actual Warhammer models, like, hmm. for it to be allowed, you know? Um, yeah. And that's, like, a tank in Warhammer that's 40K like a, is, like, 60 bucks. Uh, that sounds like a like an MLM scheme. Like, uh, here's our game, but you have to use our game pieces. Then, then the rules. I mean, that's every game, though. Every game's like, here's our game. It comes yeah, with but- pieces. This one is a little different in the sense that it's like, oh, you bought some of our pieces? Now pay us for the rules. By the way, we no. change them every couple of years, and you have to rebuy the rules. <laughs> no, that's like that's like going and buying Clue, and then coming home, and you're, you want to use uh, some chapstick instead of the car. 
but then you're not allowed to play Clue because you're using Chapstick. Uh-uh, chapstick yeah. is not an official game piece. Exactly. <laughs> but I can still do it. I can still play. Okay. Yeah. Well, technically, I could do that. Uh, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be allowed if I went to like a game shop. I'm sure somebody would like rag on me for like, oh, the, the model's no longer. No, sir. Um, but uh, so anyway, no. it's it's pretty cool. So the uh, this the company who made this like alternative rule set though, they like launched a Patreon and they started hiring um, like 3D sculpt artists to like make their own game pieces or their own like armies and stuff. And, uh, and the Patreon, you just like, so my, I like was like, dude, this game's sweet. So I've like bought in at 10 bucks on Patreon and each month they just send you like armies of stuff. Like here's the 3d print files for these armies or whatever. And then oh, also nice. you can go buy these from a different place. Like you can buy them pre-printed and we'll give you a discount code for being a patron, or you can buy previous months when you weren't a patron, um, army files from this other website and we'll give you a heavy discount on those. So that's pretty nice. I want to play as a race called the Saurians, which are like lizard people and they look dope. They're like lizard Aztecs basically. And, uh, so I spent like 60 bucks on just the files to 3d print the army myself. Um, but now I can print all the ones I want, all of them. Um, so dude, yeah. yeah, I wish there was a way you could find out, like have a heavier, a heavier piece though, like 3d printed, pieces when when uh feel good in my hands you know well like, you, you, want you put them on heavy? a table well i know but I mean, don't you want you them make, like well so this game is designed for you can use whatever pieces you want right as long as sure. they have i mean you the use right paper base. i use paper yeah no. as long as they have the right size like dimensions on some of the things that and even then it's like it kind of doesn't matter but yeah, uh, i know what i'm just saying like i would like you know like maybe you could do some, i mean you could hire a factory iron. to like do some cast iron maybe models you can, for you <laughs> No, I'm not. You're the one playing the game, Keith. I'm not hiring Whatever. anybody. I'm just imagining you. You're like, I'm going to come play, play the game, Keith, but I'm bringing yeah. my. Uh, yeah, I don't want any I'm, plastic. I melted down cast iron skillets and uh, this is what you get. These so. are spoons. <laughs> um, That's cool, man. So, so what's uh, what? So you went into the world of 3D printers because I was uh, going to go into the world. Of I'm 3D currently printers. doing the research in the world of 3D printers, but like because of the thing that I'm interested in doing, like I don't really need to look at FDM printers at all. So what's that? Uh, FDM so, is the one where it has a spool and then it like mm-hmm. melts the spool and like goes. Shoot, 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 yeah, like to, like, I thought that's how all. No, resin printers no. are weird. It's a plate that dips into a vat of resin and then a light shines and solidifies a single layer of it. And then it goes up mm. and it shines and does the okay. next layer. And yeah. so it's better for making things that are like smooth. Um, and so resin printers are kind of the things for doing like miniatures and little models well, like this. Yeah, but isn't miniatures not smooth? No, a lot of them are. Like, because it'll be like a you know, it's a dude with muscles, right. you know, like so it would be a, his, his like muscles will be smoothly curved because. It's oh, not, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's not like a, it's not like an eight bit thing. No, it's a 4k screen or whatever. Right. That is like, well, yeah, I'm stuff, thinking so, yeah. like the, uh, the FDM, right. Or whatever. Yeah. It's a, I it's think a little, that's more like, you yeah. imagine the pixels on those. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like FDM printers are good if you want to do like terrain or something like that, that doesn't need to be quite as detailed. Yeah. Um, Or if you just want to make like hardware pieces. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I'm designing a thing. Like I've, I buy stuff off of Etsy from people who 3d print things where it's just like, this is a, 
a container that perfectly sorts my pieces for a specific board game. And I'm like, I appreciate that people make these things so they can take my money. But yeah, it's a now you can make your own. I know, maybe one of these days. So what what one are you leaning towards? You got a you got one you're leaning towards? What model? You got the uh, XD7? I'm, I'm torn. I'm looking through. So you can actually get one for pretty cheap, right? So I could get an Anycubic Mono 4K resin printer for like 180 bucks. Wow. Um, which is like really not that bad. But then, so resin is toxic. So you have to. Yeah, you need to have you an need, air duct. Well, you need to have like air duct stuff. You need to have, you need to wash it after it's done in like alcohol to like wash off any extra stuff. And then you need to cure it before you can handle it with your hands. Um, and you cure it with like UV light. So there's like 180 bucks for the printer. And then like there are specially made like washing and curing stations, which cost me probably another 200 bucks. Um, but yeah. And then know. the we'll cancer, see. the cancer comes for free or. Uh, yeah. That's it's, cool. It's included. That's cool. No, but, I saw. Uh, do you ever watch? Uh, there's a YouTube. They're like a married couple. It's Kate, I don't know, but they always uh, they make like they just have a YouTube where they just make stuff, and they'll make like a table or a keyboard. Like they made like a, a grass covered keys keyboard. But anyway, they do a lot of shit with resin, and it's pretty cool. Like all their like molds and casting is. Like a lot of that is with resin and stuff. And it's just like nice. The create, like they just look like just, uh, you know, COVID 19. Uh, yeah, just workers with respirators, yeah. full yeah. suit. You're like, this stuff is yeah. not touching me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Cool, man. Anything yeah. else? Nope. That was it. That's my, my huge side tangent about tabletop gaming. So I can't wait. Next week or next, next time, we're going to have, uh, you're going to have a model ready for us. I will not probably. Mm. I would be very surprised if I don't know. It depends if I can get somebody else to print it for me right now before I bite the bullet and buy my own printer. Then maybe we have we have some people that we know that have printers. So yeah. you can also go to like a library. Uh, that's a good call. I'm, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that the Fort Wayne library probably has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could go and use like a Glowforge at a library or something here, which I always thought was kind of cool. But yeah, they have like embroidery machines and like mm-hmm. screen printing machines, like podcast rooms and stuff. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, Red that's books. it for me, man. All right, man. All right. Well, I'll talk to you in two weeks.